Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's November 22nd, 1307, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Over the years, the Knights Templar have been linked to the Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, the Masons, Friday the 13th, and even UFOs. But prior to all of this, they were a medieval Christian military order who, in their time, became both incredibly famous and wildly rich. Wealth which began being stripped from them today in history in 1307, when Pope Clement V ordered the arrest of all Knights Templar and the seizure of all their properties and presumably any flying sources they might have lying around too. And Clement V had been installed more or less as a puppet of Philip IV of France a few years earlier. Philip had entertained a fierce rivalry with his predecessor Boniface VIII uh, and was actually accused of having indirectly caused his death by holding him captive. So uh, luckily Pope Clement proved to be a bit more compliant. And the reason that Philip had developed this antagonism towards the Templars was that he owed vast sums to them and also to Jewish moneylenders. So in 1306, he realised, oh, I'm the king, and expelled all Jews from France. He then turned his attention to the Templars. Getting rid of them required a little bit more tact, because obviously anti-Semitism was very virulent, but the Templars had a long-standing image as being warriors of Christianity, although there were murmurs about how much money and land they controlled. Uh, And by this point, they were essentially a multinational business. So he had to be a little bit more targeted in his campaign towards them. Yeah, targeted, but not subtle. I mean, essentially, (laughs) it's him saying, they're a death cult. They're into weird, kinky sex stuff. (laughs) Kill them. Um, When clearly even the Pope, who issued the uh, papal bull on this day, didn't really believe that. He had to see some evidence that had been obtained via torture before he was prepared to issue this bull and say we need to shut down the Knights Templar because he needed the support, actually, of both Philip IV and the Knights Templar to be a completely comfortable pope. And it took him a while on hearing what were blatantly false confessions to come round and respond and say, oh, yes, we need to seize all their land and sequester it for the church. Definitely, that's the right thing to do. Um, In England, Edward II was also reticent and more so. Uh, He did eventually order the seizure of members of the Knights Templar in England on January the 8th. So we're in November. That's another two months. And in reality, most men who were Templars in England were never arrested. So I feel like most of the leaders around Europe didn't really believe that the Knights Templar had done anything that justified this order, but it came from the Pope. I mean, we should probably take a quick step back and establish precisely who the Knights Templar are. They were founded in the year 1118 as this monastic military order that was devoted to the protection of pilgrims who were traveling to the Holy Land following the Christian capture of Jerusalem during the First Crusade. They were basically travel rats, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. They- <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
you, you want to go to Jerusalem, you're not feeling safe. Take one <laughs> yeah, of these. Yeah, there guys. were travel reps who were also your private security detail, and they quickly became one of the richest and most influential groups thanks to the lavish donations from, you know, crowned heads of Europe who were eager to carry fa- favour with these really quite ferocious knights. And by the turn of the 14th century, the Templars had established a system of castles, churches and banks all throughout Western Europe. They also had this sort of clever money lending system where you could hand over your cash as you arrived with them and then you'd sort of not have to carry your your valuables overground through the sort of dangerous places where you might get robbed and they'd credit you once you got to Jerusalem at the other end. Yeah, originally they were based out of headquarters on the slopes of Temple Mount in Jerusalem, hence the name, but eventually they ended up having Templar houses all over Europe and the Near East. So if you were an aristocrat who wanted to go on a crusade, you could entrust all of your money to the order for safekeeping at one house and then you would get a letter of credit so you could withdraw sums all along the way. And so they kind of became an early modern bank without really meaning to. But part of the reason why is that they were just accumulating so much money. Wealthy aristocrats and royalty were keen to donate to what was seen as a you know virtuous Christian monastic order that would maybe help them secure a place in heaven later along the way. Mm. But also lots of young aristocrats wanted to join the Knights mm. Templar. You know, it was very common in those days, particularly if you were wealthy and you had multiple sons, for some of them to go into the church. But this was a very attractive version of that because you also got to be a knight. You really yeah. were at the pinnacle of medieval society. Mm. You were really getting to play both the most popular roles in European society. <laughs> society at the time it's like not choosing your character type in dungeons and dragons <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, exactly me a little bit of you know when we were discussing the french foreign legion and it was like are you an army type guy but you've been to prison come join us we won't ask questions <laughs> it's a little bit like that isn't it it's a much more respectful version of that but it's like are you a young man whose family would like you to be a monk but you like violence we're the solution <laughs> like you get to be a monk and you get to fight come and well, join us so that had massive appeal yeah, and they were being left massive donations of land in people's wills as well. So eventually they had these huge holdings. And much like a modern army, only a small proportion of Templars were actually ever frontline fighters. Most of them were engaged in running what was now a vast portfolio of commercial assets. There had been a papal bull written about them before. In uh, 1139, Pope Innocent II issued the papal bull Omne Datum Optimum which stated that the Knights Templar could pass freely through lands, owed no taxes, and were subject to no one's authority except that of the Pope. So this was quite a turnaround, where suddenly they were unpopular for anybody. Yeah, they, I mean, they also had their own navy. You know, Philip was very concerned that France was going to become the next Cyprus, and it wasn't completely without reason. You know, they did control so much land and so much money at the time. You can see how no king would really want them to be, you know, the, the kingdom within the kingdom. And yeah, the Crusades had kind of petered out in the 1290s. So, of course, Philip was very wary of this vast private army with loads of wealth. So starting in October 1307, he arrested and executed hundreds of French Templars on super... Don't just Trump skip over the date. Starting when in October 1307, Rebecca? Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. You had to mention it. Arian said it yeah. in his intro. I wasn't sure if they knew it was spooky or not, like whether he thought this is going to be fabulous or whether <laughs> no. it was just a coincidence. No, but it's a good, a good pub fact, that, isn't it? The reason quite possibly that people are superstitious on Friday the 13th still is because mm. it was Friday the 13th of October when more than 600 Templars were mm. arrested. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was very, for a made-up conspiracy, pretty much, it was oddly specific, um, according to Chronicles from the Time, when professing the brothers were required to deny Christ, to spit on the cross, and to place three obscene kisses on the lower spine, the navel, and the mouth. <laughs> they were obliged to indulge in carnal relations with other members of the order, if requested. And finally, they wore a small belt which had been consecrated by touching a strange idol which looked like a human head with a long beard. It's like listening to a three-year-old <laughs> describe a dream. Whoever made that up had a lot of fun with it that's for sure and the commission eventually returned the verdict in june 1311 that there was no evidence of institutional heresy in the order but nonetheless a year later clement issued a bull called vox in excelso which officially disbanded it and i think it's fascinatingly political he admits in the actual bull clement admits that he is acting quote in view of the suspicion infamy loud insinuations and other things which have been brought against the order in view moreover of the serious scandal which has arisen from these things which it did not seem could be stopped while the order remained in being so he's literally saying Mm. we haven't found any evidence it's true but everyone's talking about it so we need to just disband the order well their disbandment and demise kind of gave way to what became known as the Templar curse because the Pope uh, Clement died in April 1314 and the church he was buried in caught fire and his body was reduced to ashes. And the French King Philip IV, uh, he had this incredibly troublesome final couple of years of his own reign. He found out that two of his daughters-in-law were committing adultery and their lovers were brutally put to death in the market square in Pontoise and the women were thrown into prison and this whole rigid morality thing that he was kind of uh, putting up as his whole modus operandi really couldn't cover up for the scandal uh, that was that was unfolding around him. And in November of that year, Philip suffered a stroke while he was out hunting and died soon after at Fontainebleau. And he was only 46 at the time and rumours began to circulate that his sudden death was God's revenge for his destruction of the Knights Templar. No, because other- if that was true, you would have done it on Friday the 13th. <laughs> true. <laughs> Tomorrow. One element of the gameplay included remembering to turn the light off when the creature went to sleep. Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.